0: Hello, Humble Adventures family. Today we have an interview with Carol Patel. hopefully I didn't get that wrong, Carol, Um, from ROKC Gym here in Kansas City. She is the general manager of the facility and head climbing instructor. And I've been going to ROKC for a while now, um, taking a few of Carol's classes and asked her to be on the podcast so we had a good um, hour of talking about uh, her life in climbing how she got involved in it what she likes best about it um, yeah all the good stuff it was great conversation and Carol I really appreciate your time um, for uh, sitting down with me and uh, doing this podcast so can't wait for round two thank you for coming on and thank you guys for listening hope you enjoy it Welcome back to the Humble Adventures podcast. Did I tell you the title of this before we started? No. No. So this is the Humble Adventures podcast. Today's episode is with Carol, the general manager and head climbing instructor of, well, all the ROKC locations currently. How long until? That won't be. A few months? A few months. Yeah, okay. So, Carol, tell us in the people's a little bit about yourself. Ooh. Really well, broad general question to so kick great. it off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been rock climbing for we were actually just arguing about this the other day. I'm not sure if it's 10 and a half or 11 and a half years. Okay. Not sure if I started my sophomore or freshman year of college, but um, yeah, I've been climbing for over a decade. Nice. And still super stoked about it. Um, it definitely, like, comes and goes in waves. I don't currently have any major, like, goals or projects right yeah. now. So um, we're kind of in a slump right okay. now. But kind of looking forward to getting getting back after it. Okay. Setting some new goals. And, I mean, it's Arkansas climbing season right now. So super. Are happy. you
0: going down there? Uh, I go down Soon.
1: on Sunday. Okay. Yeah.
0: Where, what are you looking to climb while you're down there?
1: I haven't created a tick list for this trip. Um, I'll be guiding, um, helping guide at Horseshoe for the Louisiana School for the Blind. Okay. So three days of guiding um, blind students, which is super fun. I've been involved with that for the last two years. So doing that for a third year and then sneaking in some climbing on either side of that. Yeah. And then doing aid. Climbing clinic through our the weekend after that.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Um, so getting back to the origins of climbing. So where are you originally from? I'm Can- in
1: Lawrence, Kansas. So Lawrence, Kansas, forty-five minutes away.
0: Lots of climbing there.
1: Um, roughly zero.
0: Roughly zero. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's sounds about right.
1: Basically, some building, um, illegally on the like, KU campus. Yeah. Um, there's a really sweet. Uh, hand crack on the back side of one of the city's parking garages, which is really fun. Um, And then there's the university wall.
0: Here I'm at adjusting mic. Okay. How many times did you climb that?
1: The university wall? Yeah. Uh, I was probably there three to four times a week once I really got into climbing.
0: Was it like a was it legal to do that?
1: No, like the actual climbing wall. Oh, yeah. the actual climbing uh, yeah. wall. Okay. Yeah, like inside the rec center Oh, okay.
0: But the questionable bouldering was on the back side of the parking garage.
1: Yeah, one of the city's parking garages. Oh, I've okay. only done that one once. Oh, okay. Um, after a, a Banff showing. So one of the things that KU Rock Climbing Club was involved, is involved with is promoting the Banff Mountain Film Festival. Okay. And Sunflower brings it to Lawrence and it's shooting nice. at Liberty Hall. So after That's that one cool. year, like 10 of us went and, um, buildered the, yeah. the crack that I used to park in front of like every single day. <laughs>
0: nice. That sounds fun and a little terrifying all at once.
1: Yeah. It's just like slightly highball boulder.
0: Yeah. So where did, uh, I guess the climbing outdoor journey go after
1: yeah, so I know my the flatlands of Kansas? Yeah, my first semester with the KU Rock Climbing Club, I went on one trip, and they usually do three trips a semester, mm-hmm. and then I think I went on almost every single trip after that. Nice. <laughs> through graduation, and I know kind of after that, I was climbing close to 50 days a year outside, and since I started working here, I'm down to like 30. So, Dang. Um, but I've climbed in 17 different states. Nice. And yeah. I definitely okay. enjoy... Walk me
0: walk me through the seventeen different states.
1: Ooh, can I yeah, I felt like
0: you were just casually passing that one by. You're like
1: <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you know
0: I've climbed everywhere, but
1: So I have climbed in Kansas, um, Rock City out in Salina, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Southern Illinois, um let's see, going east, West Virginia. Kentucky, Texas, Colorado, New Mexico, Idaho, Utah, Nevada, California, Alaska. Uh, I'm missing two.
0: Missing two. Alaska? Mm-hmm. How is Alaska?
1: Technically, I was ice climbing in Alaska, and it was amazing. Uh, I did you went ice climbing day. in Alaska. I went ice that's climbing.
0: like my dream. I want to do that.
1: It's it was fantastic. We got lowered into a crevasse on a glacier, and then you like climb back out. It's beautiful. It's like slot canyon, yeah. except blue instead of orange. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Where in Alaska did you go? Uh,
1: we started in Anchorage. We went up to Denali. We went down to the coast. Did like one day out on the ocean cool um, yeah
0: did you see all the bears
1: we saw a lot of grizzly bears zero black bears
0: yeah yeah alaska is crazy it's big yeah it's so big denali is terrifying
1: yeah i was really excited we got to see it every single day yeah we we're like in the park for three or four days and mm-hmm. it was hidden most of the time but like it would peek yeah. out of the clouds at least nice once each day.
0: nice makes you appreciate it more oh yes Okay, so out of all those states, what would your like top three climbing experiences be? Because that's a pretty big variety, ice climbing, out west, east, whatever. Yeah. Parking garages, mountains, <laughs> all the stuff.
1: Arkansas will always have a very special place in my home. Okay. Because that's where I learned how to climb. Gotcha. And I just love yeah, Arkansas Sandstone. Yeah. Um, Colorado's pretty darn fantastic as well. Yeah. Anywhere from, you know, the older granite kind of in, like, the South Platte area to yeah. the the Rocky Mountain National Park alpine yeah. routes. Yeah. Really fantastic. And then for three, hmm. I mean, Yosemite is always wonderful, but so is Indian Creek. <laughs> so I think i probably, I would probably choose Utah over... California just because there's fewer people
0: I was about to say I, I would think that Yosemite's probably just like overwhelmingly crowded
1: yeah Dr- like driving like really hard yeah. um.
0: okay we had a slight technical snafu but anyway Yosemite is a huge pain in the ass <laughs> <It> <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> um oh we got a picture of it right there it I not even beautiful.
2: see yeah
0: well um okay so out of all those like, what is the prep process in general for going on one of these trips because you just went to colorado right
1: i was in colorado
0: like last month
1: yeah i think it was like last month
0: um maybe two months ago yeah and did you climb while you were there Yes. i'm guessing mm-hmm. so like what'd you do to get ready for that
1: so that trip was technically a work trip um, I was recertifying my single pitch instructor with American Mountain Guide Association. So I got paid to drive out, which was awesome. And then stayed with some friends who used to be Kansas City locals. So they put me up. And then um, one of them took me out climbing the first day I was there to just kind of get rock acclimated, So acclimated to the rock <laughs> out there, get oriented to the canyon where my exam was going to be. And then. The next day he hooked me up with one of his climbing partners mm-hmm. and so I just went climbing with um, my friend's climbing partner nice <laughs> and then I had my exam for a couple of days and then uh, two climbers from Kansas City were out there so I met up with them the day after the exam and then met up with my friend's climbing partner again for the final day of climbing So I had three days of climbing kind of for myself nice and then the other the other days were mostly exam or exam prep Mm -hmm. But I basically can just, like, pack a bag and go.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. So there's not, like, a ton of, like, I don't know. You watch, like, a climbing movie, Mm -hmm. and they hype up the preparation part, you know, like, slow motion, curling the rope around their (laughs) arm kind of thing. It's not that intense.
1: My rope is, like, always coiled It's just always ready ready to go. My rack is always, like, pretty ready. Like, I can pack my climbing stuff really fast. I mean, obviously, for a bigger event or like goal it would actually take some prep but yeah I'm just gonna go and climb and I like don't have specific objectives it's just really easy to just get out and go
0: yeah so if you do have a specific objective would it be that you're more concerned about like the physical prep and you're just like I'm good on the gear part and it's gonna
1: depend on the objective so like there's a climb in Rocky Mountain called Pagoda it's like a thousand foot five, seven climb and I've attempted it twice. And the first time we bailed cause we were cold. Yeah. <laughs> the second time we bailed cause we got caught in a thunderstorm halfway up the climb. Um, but most of my prep for those climbs were completely like learning the route. Yeah. Um, like that was the information. Like I didn't need fitness really for yeah. the type of climb. Like the gear is pretty straightforward on what to pack. Um, So, like, that climb was very much just, like, getting as much information as you can to, like, be able to know where the route goes. Yeah. Whereas, um, like, a hard single-pitch climb is going to be super Mm gear-intensive. And, like, figuring out which placements are where, like, how you want the rack on your harness. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be much more fitness-based. Like, can I actually pull all the moves without taking or falling?
0: Gotcha. And would that be more like in Arkansas or Kentucky? or?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have any projects in Kentucky. I've only been there once. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I definitely have projects like that in Arkansas and Colorado as well, uh, Nevada. Yeah, Utah. okay.
0: How do you keep track of all those? If you're coming back here and yeah. you can go out there every now and then? Yeah.
1: So I have, like, Attempts at organization, so I probably have like four different notebooks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And like some of them have like route pyramids and goals and like lists of like tick lists for different areas, and then mountain project has some of that information as well. Yeah. And then some of it's just in my head. (laughs) Yeah,
0: just remember.
1: Yeah, Um, but definitely as time time passes, it makes it. A lot harder so it's always nice when I actually take notes and can find them.
0: Yeah okay. Does it take like if you're really pumped up about a route and getting it done you'll take the time to do the notes and all that?
1: Um, In general the more excited I am about a climb I'll do the notes or if I think that there's actually a good chance that I'll be back in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. So like the farther away That's a climb true. is lots of times the, the less likely I am to actually give myself Like some help.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So, how's the note keeping on all those Utah climbs that you. On all the wet? Utah climbs.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have any notes on (laughs) Utah climbs.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Do you have like a favorite type of climbing to do?
1: I really enjoy crack climbing. Okay. Yeah. And I enjoy vertical climbing. I like roof cracks. Okay. Which is kind of a weird thing to like. I really like roof cracks. Okay. Um and I really like long cruiser routes where there are no people.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Like thousand foot five sevens.
1: Yes, thousand foot five sevens. With no people. I also enjoy the ones with people, but you know, it's like really exciting if there's no one.
0: I mean, are you pretty introverted?
1: Um, I'm like right on the line. So I I guess I describe myself as like an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Yeah. Like I need I need to recharge on my own. Yeah. But I'm the same way. Yeah.
0: I can hang for a full day, but then yeah, need the at some point in the day (laughs) hours to digest.
1: Yes. I can't
0: go anywhere loud.
1: I do. Yeah. I'm loud. Is not. Do you do concerts? Not really. Yeah. Me either. I hate them. don't really like bars either.
0: Yeah. No. Just quiet ones. Coffee er- shops, parks. Yeah. That's the way to go.
1: Or just feed me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, what is the prep work on your trip this weekend? Anything?
1: Um, if I have time, I'll dig out a guidebook and try and see what I want my goals to be. They'll probably be more like not like high volume based but probably more in like more like volume less hard stuff just I haven't climbed since hell a couple weeks ago yeah Um, so I don't really feel like I'm in a good place to push myself right now but it'd be fun to just go climb like a whole bunch of like five star climbs
0: gotcha what is the what's the hardest outdoor route and the hardest indoor route you've ever done
1: um I know I've on-sided in an 11B outside. I don't know if I've ever sent an 11C or not. That and sounds super hard. Inside, probably about the same. I know I've gotten like really close on. Well, I mean, grades are always, you know, you send a 12A and you're like, but was that a 12A? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So...
0: That's what I was wondering. I'm like, what is the gap between inside and outside typically?
1: I mean, some places there's like no gap. Yeah. Other places it's massive. Yeah. So, yeah, like I've I've like hung my way up 512 before outside, but I've also backed off of a 5-6. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: yeah. Or you're doing a 5-7, but a storm comes in and you're...
1: Yeah. That happens too.
0: That makes it pretty interesting. Interesting. I um, just
1: try not to get like too excited when I climb something really hard, and I try not to get too bummed when I back off of something. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like all hat, you know, it's all for a reason. Um, that is kind of the hard part about ranking and like knowing the difficulty. You're like, oh, come on. Um, yeah, I'm, I need to climb outside. I have yet to climb outside.
1: It's so wonderful yeah it'll be so sad that you've waited so long you. I know
0: <laughs> It's like what am I doing with it? I, don't, I don't know i'll I'll go. I'll do it. uh how long has this gym been open now?
1: Uh, three and a half fish
0: three and a half years mm-hmm. um, I think I've been a member I don't know a while been here a while what um how have those three and a half years been for you to like see? people in the area come and start climbing. And I'm assuming you get to see a lot of people climbing for the first time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think that's probably been one of the most surprising parts is just how many new people we still have on a daily basis come through our doors, um, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's been really fun to, to bring people into climbing. I mean, the reason I took the job was because I wanted to create a more educated climbing community in the Kansas City area. And this position has given me a lot of power to do that, which That's has awesome. been really awesome. Um, so to see climbers out there, you know, taking things that I've taught them mm-hmm. and, and really running with it has, has been really validating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those climbers. Um, <laughs> so do you... Um, yeah, so I'm guessing you enjoy doing those classes quite a bit and going through all the details and.
1: Oh, I love teaching. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like technical, technical skill classes. So like lead all my Crag classes. Those yeah. They're all super fun, and mm-hmm. I love like honing, honing yeah. the, the courses, the, like the lesson plans, figuring out what content they should have. Yeah. Like what's going to be like most the most valuable information we can pass on. Um, yeah, making sure we're hitting hitting the big boxes
0: that's awesome um do you do any one-on-one coaching
1: uh not very much i mean it's possible but pretty much all of our classes become a lot cheaper if you have two people yeah uh, pretty much everything i teach has is for two people to six people
0: okay if someone was going to come here and get a class what's the first class you would have them do
1: so most people are going to start either with the intro to climbing class or the top rope class, just kind of depending on if they're looking for more movement or more technical base skills. Gotcha.
0: What is what is the intro to climbing class?
1: Um, it's just an hour long. Basically, we have four people and one instructor, so really low ratio. Almost all of our classes have a really r- low ratio, mm-hmm. um, which is purposeful by design. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, basically they, they get you warmed up and get you climbing and just kind of slowly introducing those introductory climbing techniques. So thinking about climbing with straight arms, using your toes, um, turning your hips in, all that good stuff that beginners are usually not very intuitive with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I should have taken that at the beginning. Cause it takes a while to kind of get that feel down. and um,
1: Especially if you're strong. Yeah, It takes longer to learn the technique if you're strong. I was about
0: to say, yeah. Just like try to...
1: Muscle through it. Yeah.
0: And then you just end up not being very good. (laughs) Like leaning into the wall. Yeah. Being able to use your feet. That's what my brother would always yell at me. Use your feet. Use Use your feet. It's like, no, I just want to jump and see if I can hold on. Which I'm still kind of bad at. But, okay. What... um, I haven't done any lead climbing. It looks pretty difficult. Is that true? Like it's, it's like having to pay like attention to like
1: is difficult, it's just that there's so much going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Difficult and then like a lot to pay attention to and
1: Yes, lots to pay attention to, yeah, for sure. Um when we're teaching the class, we actually focus so much more on the blain than on the lead climbing. Okay. Because we only put you on a five six. So, the climbing really isn't the difficult part at all. Yeah. Um, but being able to be a good belayer and be able to protect your climber. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to be a good lead climber if you don't trust your belayer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, big, a big part of being able to lead climb is having a skilled belayer.
0: Yeah. Because it is a little more risky. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a heavier fall there. Um, how do you feel? So, you've been climbing for so long and now with the social medias and the i think how many climbing documentaries were there in 2018
1: i mean there was two like huge ones which was two huge
0: ones but then there was that other one i mean the fine line or something like that i can't remember what it was
1: i don't know that one so there was something
0: you see a purple light yeah okay i'm just i couldn't see it from the other side and i was like please tell me that's on um
1: yeah, so there was Alone on the Wall, so Alex Honnold's. Yeah. and then there was The Don Wall, so yeah. Tommy Caldwell and Kevin Jorgensen, and then there's the Real Rock films from last year, which I don't remember which all ones were involved. I know there was, it was like, uh, I had the name. Mm. No, there were there's some really good Real Rock ones this year. Yeah and I've yeah. seen one of them at least 3 times then I can't go any the name.
0: I know there's one and I'm like cuz it has like all the people. It has like Conrad Anchor, just Tommy Caldwell, Alex Arnold. Was that last
1: year? Was that the I year
0: think before? so. I don't know. I got it. I can pull it up. But okay. um
1: Real Rock always puts out good stuff though.
0: Yeah. In general how, what's your uh opinion been uh or what you're feeling on all um just, like, the popularity growing.
1: I mean, it has good sides and bad sides, like just about anything. Um, the impact on our natural spaces um, is definitely grown with the increase of people. And it's. I think the impact has been more than mm-hmm. just the number of people because the yeah. people getting out there um, don't necessarily know the best practices as far as... How to take care of those spaces and how yeah. to be good advocates for those spaces, so that's been kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like people getting outside, like yeah. enjoying the outdoors, yeah, and like wanting to learn the sport, like I think all of that's awesome. Yeah, um, just like how do we do that in a way that yeah. enables perpetuity?
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's what I was kind of curious about, because. Just the vol. It, it's hard to educate that volume of people doing that, because uh, like on the don wall, they don't necessarily like show like all the maintenance of sleeping in a tent, hanging off of the Donwall. wall.
1: Yeah, or like the hauling all of their stuff back down. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Like hauling all their trash out with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the kind of exhausting parts it's kind of like even if you think about camping in general like it sounds good but then you get there and just gotta remind yourself there's a lot of pains in the ass that come with that
1: i love not setting up a tent huh i said i love not setting up a tent yeah i know right on the ground i know taking that barrier right out (laughs) yeah
0: because the tent does suck so bad i had to use a tent i went camping in Rocky mountain national park last weekend and it was like fifteen to twenty degrees with wind chill. And yeah. There was no like sleeping in a hammock or on the ground or that
1: would be way too cold. Yeah, brutal.
0: Yeah. Um what was my follow up question to that? So do you guys do stuff? Um cause what is the non pro exploring roots or something? Exploring routes, yeah. Yeah. Um so do you guys do much education with that?
1: Or necessarily work directly with him, but oh, one okay. of our staff members is um, very involved. And he has training um, through our K C and through the American Mountain Guide Association. Um, so he does a little bit. I think they're looking to expand some of that. But I think those instructors will go through the American Mountain Guide Association to become climbing wall instructors as well.
0: Gotcha. Which, that brings up another question, because I know nothing about Certifications or anything like that, because mm-hmm. um, if I was just like coming off the street, like oh, I want to learn how to climb, you know, someone who looked like they knew how to climb could probably just show me, so and I'd buy into it, right? Like yeah. the snake, I mean, like the it,
1: history of rock climbing, like yeah. that's how rock climbing has come to be where it is. Yeah. Uh, certifications are not required. Yeah. In the United States, um, there are certain land agencies that will require certification but some don't at all so most rock climbers learn rock climbing from people who have no formal training no no certifications
0: so it's not like a critical thing to breaking into the world of rock climbing
1: no um yeah it's something we've chosen to do as as a gym as a business gotcha um, to kind of start to raise raise that bar that standard okay sure that we are teaching best practices and that it's not just based on what we think we know, but yeah. actually based on a collective's group yeah. of knowledge.
0: A little more towards the objective part yeah. of it. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, just, or do you have any, I guess, tips or advice for people to avoid, like the snake oil salesman of rock climbing, if there find, are some.
1: Find legitimate sources of information. There's yeah. lots of really good ones out there. Yeah. Like, find those. Yeah. So, like, american mountain guide association the access fund like the american alpine club um i want to say outdoor research puts out some like really good stuff
0: yeah i'm uh, sure all the companies probably have some pretty good
1: yeah the the companies themselves like look at the materials that black diamond trango yeah. Petzl are putting out like they're yeah they have really good information on how to use their equipment correctly
0: all right good deal um mm-hmm. yeah i don't want anyone to uh or it just sounds scary, just like people going out there and yeah.
2: Or hire doing a guide. whatever.
0: Yeah, hire a guide, there you go. Um Okay. What is there anything here that uh, a lot of people don't know about that you would wanna want them to know about that you guys do?
1: I think very few people know how much we can offer as far as Jim Crag type programming goes. Yeah. Um until recently I've been the only instructor for that okay. and just with everything else going on I have not made public a lot of that programming mm-hmm. in the ways that I would like for it to be yeah um, but basically like all of those single pitch skills I I can I have coursework and lesson plans set up for kind of all of that stuff yeah. so Rigging bolted top rope anchors, rigging one point, three point, four point anchors, mm-hmm. uh, blaying from the top. Yeah. Um, Repelling on two ropes, blaying in low angle terrain, um, projecting hard climbs on lead for both the blair and the lead climber. Yeah. Practicing lead falls. Like that's all, those are all topics that we have the coursework set up and ready. Okay. Um, I just don't put them on the schedule very much. Yeah.
0: Gotta yeah, put the push start button a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I pretty much just teach those when people reach out and ask about them specifically.
0: Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that would be very cool to do. Um. So, do, you, okay. If I'm getting into climbing, mm. in terms of like training and things like that, through the years, what are probably like some things that you've done to prepare that you don't anymore or like I'm going to avoid it. this doesn't actually help me get better at climbing and that do you feel like you have that pre-fine tuned now Um obviously always room to learn but
1: you know what I mean I know a lot now Yeah um I wouldn't necessarily say that it's fine tuned but um, <laughs> Yeah so I wish that I had read books on training earlier in my climbing career because I thought I was doing a lot of training Mm -hmm. when I think I was just like making up weird things to do when climbing. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I have had success when I've actually gone through training programs, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but they can be really boring. Mm -hmm. So it's. You kind of have to decide like what you want out of climbing and like, yeah. what, you're, what you're actually trying to accomplish. Yeah. But your first two years, just climb. Like, just climb more. That's really the best thing. Yeah. Like, if you can get to, like, three hours, three times a week. Yeah. And then bump that up. Whoa. Like, three hours,
0: three times a week?
1: Yeah. Shit. Then you're going to be in a, a lot. really good place to, to make some gains. It's yeah. Hard, it's hard to make gains on. Yes. How many
0: hours a week do you climb?
1: I haven't climbed for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a reason I've plateaued for like eight years. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I was like, I don't know. i will probably get in like three hours a week. Dang. But I'm also, I don't know. Priorities. Never. Yeah, priorities. Yeah. What you gonna do? Okay. Um. What about like, or... Er, so pretty much the best way like just climbing.
1: Yeah. Like unless you're climbing three hours, three times a week and like and still not making gains, like then adding in some specific things can be can be helpful. But Yeah. Because you just find that, that volume.
0: Yeah. Do you just pretty much kinda like in terms of moves and things like that, just figuring it out as you're going along?
1: Sometimes I really like to figure it out on my own, and other times it can be really fun to to have other people. Get some help. Yeah. yeah. I think there's benefits to both. Mm-hmm. So um, it should just always be what you want it to be and yeah. not someone forcing it upon you. Yeah. So don't spray beta.
0: That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that uh, I don't know if you get this a lot, but Do you have a lot of members that have gone from, like, you guys opened up, and then this happened to me. I You guys opened up, and I had here, and then, like, a standard, like, Gold's Gym-esque type place that I would go to as well. But then, eventually, you're coming here, and then when you would go there, it feels so toxic. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, it just doesn't feel good to go over there anymore. So, I've... I only come here to, you know, for fitness and things like that. Have you had a lot of people do that?
1: Um, I'm just kind of curious about that. I don't really know that. what the numbers look like, but just from watching yeah. people using our training area, yeah, there's definitely a strong, strong portion of our membership base. who yeah. they come in and on some days just they don't do climb that. all. They just work Yeah. Out. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've just uh, um, I didn't figure you guys like asked that, but um. Yeah, I was just kind of curious about that.
1: I know we have at least one member who only uses a fitness area.
0: Doesn't even climb.
1: Yeah, I think he's like a founding member. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's (laughs) crazy. And then Olathe will have like way more fitness. Yeah. Um, So we are expecting Mm -hmm. more of that with Olathe.
0: Yeah. Why's it got to be in Olathe? Because it's it's got a moose jaw in there. It's got a big coffee shop.
1: Yep. We should have, I think it's close to twice as much tall climbing. And some of the tall climbing is... Know we have 50 foot ceilings, so we should have some taller, tall climbing, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, because that's kind of my jam. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bouldering is going to be, I think, a similar volume, Mm -hmm. but we have some cool features in there as well. Yeah, and then we're going to have separate um, like event climbing spaces. Oh, okay, we're hoping will be awesome as well.
0: Is the thinking behind that so you don't have like a flood on Saturday of a birthday party, basically?
1: Right, yeah, keep those big groups. Yeah. Out of the way of members.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> That's the goal, at least. <laughs> yeah.
0: When I'm here, I'm just like, you know, just kids having fun. It's okay. It's all good.
1: Sometimes climbing with kids is really fun. Like, it yeah. can be so creative. and I, I
0: was going to bring that up various. at one point. <laughs> you guys do a ton of youth camp stuff.
1: We have a lot of youth programming, and Catherine's really been working hard on expanding that and yeah. really building out the yeah of of our programming yeah um so yeah she's doing really good work with that and yeah there's gonna be some fresh stuff to come that'll be pretty awesome as well
0: yeah and again very cool like you don't have to get you don't have to do like this if it's someone who's not if it's a kid who's not into the typical sports
1: so great for them
0: yeah like i wish i would have had that as a kid because it's like yeah i'm gonna play football but i kind of hate football (laughs) but just everybody's playing it.
1: Yeah, there are definitely some kids who have never clicked with a sport who really thrive in rock climbing. Yeah.
0: Um, And that's awesome. So, get it. Anybody out there who has a kid that hates football or basketball, come on down to ROKC.
1: Rock climbing. Yeah. Woo!
0: Um, It is a sport. Yeah, it is a sport.
1: Olympics 2020.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Now, how do you feel... Now, th- this came um, up, I was listening to a podcast with Yo- Yvonne Schonarder. however you say his name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he, I don't know, he he uh, has such like a, I don't know, like cranky old man view on climbing. Like, I didn't <laughs> use, chalk, use chalk for like a week because he's like, fuck chalk. You don't need chalk. Chalk is climbing. Mean. <laughs> yeah. If your hands get sweaty, deal with it. I'm like, okay.
1: But he also didn't put up the hardest climbs ever.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's not out there free soloing or anything like that.
1: No. Old school ethics. Yeah. Keep you in old school grades.
0: Boom. What a great response. So I've been wondering about that. Because he is a cool figure, so then you want to automatically buy into what he says. But also, I felt like this is pretty harsh thing.
1: I mean, I love the history of climbing and... At Hell this year, my partner and I, our team name was actually traditionalists and hangdoggers, mm-hmm. based off of, I don't remember what year it was, but off of a big debate that happened in American climbing about sort of what style of climbing was going to yeah. and how climbing was growing and going forward from the traditionalist point of view of being, if you fall, um, you have to be lowered back down to the previous anchor or to the ground. Yeah. Um. You can't hang there and touch the holds, and keep going, and sort of the idea of if if a bolt is necessary for protection, then there has to be run out slack, run out um, afterwards like penalty run outs because they put a bolt in a climb. Wow. Versus being like oh like if we actually protect the climbs well, then like people can push the sport and the grades a lot harder, a lot faster. Yeah. And if you hang on the rope. And feel the holds and figure out the sequence. You can push the grades and the sport yeah. and the difficulty. Um, and so, yeah, sport climbing definitely eventually took over. But there was a, yeah. a pretty strong. It was. Yeah, they argued about it. Yeah. So um, that was our team name because we're traditional traditionalists and hang doggers.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good team name then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I thought that was kind of interesting that uh cuz i'm sure a lot of people in climate or again he's in a lot of documentaries too oh yeah what's a, the famous one like valley uprising yep. where a lot of that stuff is going on i mean i don't know it's not like anyone's just like having people just pull them up by the rope the whole time so who cares but um all right i'll start using chalk again today and I'll <laughs> feel okay about it thank you um okay so, I want to break into, we're approaching, not uh, know, the hour mark, rapid, they're not rapid fire, random question time. All right. There's no theme. I mean, there's kind of a theme. I don't, know. we'll see. We'll see what pops me. out of it. Okay. So, beside we've talked about climbing a lot. Do you like to just like hike? Yeah. You do that a lot?
1: I wouldn't say a lot. Okay. Because you know like you get to hike when you rock climb, so why not go rock climbing? That's
0: such a good point. Um okay, what's your favorite just hike trail you've ever done? Ooh.
1: The Wind Rivers is probably one of my favorite places that I've ever backpacked. Okay. But I've also backpacked in like the Maze District of Canyonlands, which is really special. Yeah. But locally, the Buffalo River Trail, I've done twice. Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, two different mm-hmm. years, and just had like an amazing time.
0: Where is the Buffalo River Trail?
1: It's in northwest Arkansas. Okay. I'm um, basically right across the highway from Horseshoe Canyon Ranch.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't been to Arkansas. It's beautiful. I need to go. That's all I hear.
1: Limestone cliffs along the river, sandstone yeah. cliffs up higher. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Okay um if you had to for outdoor activity pick another state to live in besides missouri and i'm tempted to say or arkansas (laughs) okay if you i will eliminate arkansas and missouri which would you pick
1: well i kind of feel like if i could figure that out i wouldn't be here still yeah that's true so
0: in this moment right now no commitment
1: In this moment, I'm going to choose Utah.
0: Utah. Okay. Why Utah?
1: Because they have amazing desert. Yeah. And we're approaching winter right now, so... What? It gets (laughs) cold there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But there is still, like, some climbing season in the winter there. I mean, actually, there's climbing season in Missouri in the winter. Um, Yeah. But yeah winter climbing season it's probably
0: like less cloudy and depressing and stuff
1: yeah Yeah. a sunny day even if it's cold can make for like amazing climbing
0: well what's your favorite part of utah
1: Mm. i mean like the moab moab area is pretty pretty great access to castle valley Mm -hmm. access to indian creek
0: have you climbed in zion
1: I have not. I did the Angel Landing hike.
0: Yeah. Um
1: but all the climbs were too wet and the climb we were going to do, there was like the highway had been washed out. Oh. So, we were there for like 4 hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I love Zion. But yeah. It's gorgeous. It is. Yeah. But yeah, there's not a lot of room on a lot of those trails.
1: No, yeah, and that show was pretty busy. We passed a lot of people, like, outside the cables. Yeah. I think freaked out a lot of people. <laughs> but we had a time frame. Yeah. And we were confident. It was good.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you know what you're doing.
1: Right?
0: Um. Okay. Well, I was kind of expecting, like, a Yos- Yosemite without all the people or like a Colorado. But well, that was that's wrong. the
1: problem with Colorado. There's so many people.
0: There are a lot of people.
1: I have that's a lo- true. lot of friends in Colorado. So that would be really fun yeah. to have climbing partners. Yeah. Um, it's and like easier access.
0: <laughs> do you go out there and they're like, oh man, you should just move out here. But then, like, oh, yeah, every time, 30 minutes later, you're on a crowded trail and they're just like, fuck all these people that keep moving out here.
1: Actually, true story. One of my friends was being like, why haven't you moved out here? And I was like, well, you know, I have such a community built up in Kansas City. Yeah. I know everyone i'd have to like rebuild all of that if i moved out here and like five minutes later on the trail somebody was like hey girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> see you don't even have to worry about that yeah so kind of shut that down <laughs> you do not have that problem
1: yep but i don't know i'm still here i don't know why
0: yeah i don't know Missouri, kansas city is good it's one not ex- it's like half the cost of living as any of these places we've listed and you're in the middle of everything so
1: i pay very little rent yeah wonderful
0: yeah it is great that part is awesome yeah um
1: and all my family's here
0: that's true too i have that situation as well um and if you have the freedom to travel then what's the big deal
1: and i drive a prius
0: yeah there you go inexpensive to go across kansas or down to arkansas
1: yeah it's really and like gas prices are really cheap right now still so that is true it's yeah quite affordable hopefully forever
0: yeah Yeah. um okay what was my next one i always like to. okay two book questions do you prefer fiction or non-fiction
1: i like to alternate
0: alternate okay (laughs) um what kind of fiction books do you like
1: I like sci-fi, like realistic fiction. I like pretty much anything my roommate picks out for me.
0: There you go. <laughs> nice. Shout out, roommate. Um, so is that She's like Game of Thrones? Huh?
1: She's a librarian.
0: Oh. Well, that's just cheating. <laughs> um, So is it like Game of Thrones or?
1: I've read all of Game of Thrones. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm on the third one right now. They made me feel like I read slow because they're so long. But
1: Yeah, and he starts introducing too many new characters in yeah. the later books. And you're just like, I want to know what happens to my characters, not yeah. these new ones. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, please. <sighs> Move <Did>, the plot. <laughs> did you like the books or the show better?
1: Uh, I would say early on I liked the books better. And then later on I liked the show better.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, because the show was kind of like chopping people out and didn't really add much in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're like we're gonna we're gonna go towards an end.
0: <laughs> yeah, they really <laughs> leaned it out. Um, okay, when it's nonfiction, what kind of nonfiction books?
1: Um, a Anything. A lot of climbing stuff.
0: A lot of climbing stuff.
1: Uh, autobiographies. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. If you, what were what would be some of the top books you would recommend? To the world, anybody has. To the world, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, if you like realistic fiction, Barbara Kingsolver is my favorite author. Okay. She's she's pretty amazing. Um, for fantasy, I really enjoyed. It's uh, a trilogy. N.K. Jemisin is the author. I can't think of the name of the trilogy.
0: Sounds memorable.
1: But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really enjoyed that trilogy, whatever it was. <laughs> I think she has more than one trilogy, so that doesn't yeah. help narrow it down. But it's about humans who can um, move rocks with their minds.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I see a trend there, why you would like that. Yeah.
1: A friend picked it out for me because of that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, For non-fiction, I would strongly recommend um, Born a Crime Okay. by whoever that's by. Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah.
0: I haven't read it, but I've heard him talk about it. Audiobook. Listen to his audiobook. Does he read it? He reads it. Uh, Those are the best ones.
1: Yeah. So he does all the languages. He does all the voices. It's very entertaining.
0: I like it. Is that your nonfiction pick? Yep. Okay. Boom. There you go. Um. Okay. Is there any other good question here that I have? I don't know. What about you? Can you think of anything else?
1: <laughs> I can think of so many things, but, you know.
0: Okay. Well, I know I was late and you had to open today, so I didn't want to keep you too long. Oh
1: well, thanks. I'm so. going to go climb after this. Huh? I'm going to go climb for the first oh, time you in, like, three weeks.
0: <laughs> hey, well, there you go.
1: See if I'm recovered from hell.
0: Yeah. Oh, what'd you do to your... Did you hurt your hand?
1: No, I was just looking at my skin because oh. all of my skin molted off. Oh. Um, so I have to start over now.
0: That's all right. Everyone needs a fresh start now and then. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you go climb. Nothing else, though. Where can the people find you or learn about climbing? Are, are you big really on the social questions.
1: media? Um, I, Forget the second question. <laughs> I am on Facebook. Kay. I technically have an Instagram, but yeah, cause I've you never get... posted a picture on it. Okay. I, But really, if you just Google my name, you'll learn more than you ever wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> because I am the only Carol Patel in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm sure your bio is on, what is it, climbkc.com?
1: Yep. Com. Um, I have a lot of, I built the Kansas City Climbing Community website, which is ClimbKCCC.com. Nice. And uh, it has a lot of documents that I wrote in like college. Kind cool. Of like, for that sort of stuff. So area information, packing lists. Um, I think there's some lesson plans, things like that.
0: Okay. And uh, Climb KCC yep dot com
1: i think one more c there, there should be three how, three yeah oh boy kansas city climbing community
0: that makes sense okay well i will put that in the show notes because i do show notes because that's how important this podcast is <laughs> well thank you for being on the show today
1: thank you Ethan.
0: and we'll do it again sometime all right all right bye bye everybody